Uh, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to um, the lexicon. Um, so, uh, you can can you hear everybody? Yeah, good. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, the talk tonight is really a kind of summary of what's upstairs, as well as being a bit of other um, aspects of Dunleary. So, I'm. Um, I'll start. I'll just have to get my bearings here. Yeah. So, um, most of it is going to be um, done through paintings. So it'll be an impression of Dunleary as, if you like, from the, the painter's perspective. And um, this was a painting or a wall hanging done back in around the 1990s, a sort of imaginary Dunleary, semi-imaginary Dunleary at least. But you can see St. Michael's church is just the spire at this point. There's no other uh, building. And the yachts, of course, are rather stylized. And the ferry even is a bit stylized. But um, I suppose I could say that I've had a very long affair with Dunleary, being born and bred in the town, uh, born in um, Tivoli Terrace, and uh, growing up in Dunleary. So um, I, I, would, I would be very familiar with a lot of the um, stones and um, corners of the town and different back lanes and buildings and so on. So this, again, was a painting done from the, where the Ross's Hotel used to be, from the rooftop of the apartments there. And it's actually one of the last trips of the um, HSS, which you might remember was the fast ferry, which ceased I forget now, but about six years ago, maybe, maybe more at this point. And um, it was the first time in nearly 200 years that there was no um, mail boat or ferry service between Dunleary and Hollyhead. But going back in time, um, those of you who would remember the harbour as it was, it was very much a, a calm place with a lot of open space, open water. There was no marina, of course. Um, there was, um, it, it was very much just unchanged since the 19th century. And the, the familiar red light ships were, were kind of landmarks in the, in the harbour. Um, another parallel interest of mine, apart from um, stone and heritage and buildings, is the natural environment and the whole issue of um, air and sea pollution. And so I've always been, I suppose, interested in that. And um, in the 1980s, it became, I suppose, a, a bigger issue. People began to be more aware of, of the, the pollution and dumping in the Irish Sea. There was even, well, it was suggested that nuclear waste had been dumped in the Irish Sea. So some of these fish that you see might have been frazzled by some kind of um, waste or other, who, who knows? Uh, but it's basically about the Kalini Bay and, and the Irish Sea and Dublin Bay. And uh, moving forward then, um, you might remember there was a long um, debate a few years ago about building an oil refinery off Dawkey Island, um, which is probably fairly much dead as an idea these days. 
Uh, but it was very seriously considered. Um, well, maybe it isn't dead. Maybe it will be. Maybe I'll be eating my words. Uh, so anyway, this is an idea of a, a possible, depending on your point of view, nightmare scenario or or uh, or uh, uh, happy scenario. I don't know. And the apartment blocks are a sort of. Um, uh, foreboding of what might come in, in, in other areas. So an idea of Kalini Bay there. Um, I think we're very fortunate living on Dublin Bay as we do. And Kalini, it's um, the way the bays are arranged as nature has left them, the hills and then the backdrop of the mountains, um, the daily tides. I think um, it's it's a very... A dramatic bay, and it's particularly dramatic when viewed from the top of Hoth Head or from Hoth Summit. And if you haven't been over there recently, I'd urge you to go over for, for to walk around the cliff walk there. It's quite amazing how much uh, Dunleary and Dawkey has changed over over 10 or 20 years. Whereas it used to be like dotted with houses, it's now a kind of single white blanket of houses and apartments. So it has really changed very dramatically. Um, my own interest in, in old things and antiquities, um, I was always very keen on um, cromlicks or dolmens, as they're more usually called, and ruined churches and castles. And I wasn't really very interested in, in houses at all. Um, so this is the famous Brennanstown dolmen up near, up near um, Cabinteely. It's in a valley there, and there's a, quite a bit of discussion at the moment about it, in fact, about you know public access to it and how that might happen. And it's, it's situated in a beautiful little glen with a river running through, and it's linked, or will be linked, to the cherry wood um, development, which is, which is um, going on there at the moment. So, yeah, we, we do. We have a lot of very interesting um, early remnants like dolmens and um, obviously stone forts and burials in the, Wic in the Dublin mountains and uh, other early, early features. Um, this is a, a strange picture. Um, uh, in 1966, it was, yeah, Nelson's Pillar was blown up. And um, this was a model made of polyfilla. I know it might be construed as being something else, but it is meant to be Nelson's Pillar. Um, and um, it's, um, uh, it, it was, as I said, made of bits of granite and, and plaster and stuff like that. So... Um, it was a very dramatic uh, act of, of vandalism, really, of a monument. And I often wondered why they didn't just blow Nelson off the top. Why did we have to lose the entire pillar? Because only three weeks before, we were brought up the pillar for the one and only time, in fact. And it was amazing, the view of Dublin and the sea and Dublin Bay and the mountains from the, the top of the pillar. Um, so. It was a great loss and a great loss of a landmark apart from anything else. Um, but they were different times, I suppose. Uh, Dunleary, as everybody knows, is essentially a Victorian town. And it, 
there was really nothing there until the harbour was built and then the railway and the houses. So this is a view of Newtown Smith looking towards the, the baths and um, the, uh, which of course work is going on at the moment. Uh, the chimney, you can just see a sort of brown chimney there, that, that was taken down. And in fact, there's a brick from the chimney upstairs in the exhibition. So you can see that um, I'm a bit of a magpie, to put it mildly, um, and um, bricks, bits of ironwork, different bits of ephemeral items have found their way into the exhibition, which is upstairs. So this is the area of Newtown Smith and Sandy Cove. And again, this was just rocky foreshore for years. The, the road that is now there was only finished in the 19, I think, 1920s, as far as I remember, um, although, it, or maybe even later. Um, but it's a lovely uh, walk all the way along the, the seashore there. So um, I suppose during the 70s and 80s, there was more and more change coming to Dunleary. And we began to see terraces of houses cleared, not just one or two, but actually quite a lot. And nowhere more so than at the Ad Adelphi Cinema site. Some people here might remember the Adelphi Cinema, which was halfway along Upper Georgia Street. And this is the bottom of Corrig. Corrig Avenue, um, and um, so the present Garda station and courthouse would be more or less where that digger is now. And um, it all, always struck me that the process of demolition of old buildings is quite, it can be quite violent, quite, quite aggressive, if you like. And um, this was a, not in Dunleary, but another house in Dublin, where they set fire to it to prior to knocking it down to get rid of all the timber in the house. And um, something quite, as I say, quite, um, um, something quite shocking about it, I suppose. So among the first things I collected was um, a, the tiles here are from a house called Ashton in Ashton Park in Monkstown. Uh, there was a big old house there and it was on my way from school in in New Park to where I lived in Dunleary. And um, um, I asked the builder if I could salvage a few things and he thought I was nuts, but anyway, <laughs> he said I could. So that's, that's a bit of Ashton. And the, the gateway, the bit of ironwork is from a part of a gate in um, Crossway Park. And the wallpaper's from a house called Landmore in Shank Hill. The top piece of plaster is from the Royal Marine Hotel. Um, <clears throat> a painting of Dunleary. Um, the speaking tube is an interesting thing. I don't know if you can see it there, the green thing. That came, there's actually a whistle to go with it. That came from a house called Rosefield, where the Black Rock Clinic is today. So it was in the bedroom, and basically what happened is the person in the room whistled and then they shouted down the speaking tube to bring up tea or whatever and there was a trumpet in the kitchen and that's how it, that's how the communication took place um, so yeah well I could go on about the other things the plumbing and the is is from different houses but I just thought it was interesting how lead could be used in such a versatile 
way, and the drawer is actually from a print, printing works, and it's, it's from the lower part of the printing work deck, desk, so it's, that's where the word lowercase comes from, because it was in the lower case, and uppercase was up in the, the upper part of the drawer. So, yes, I, I started collecting ironwork from demolitions, and again, one of the most um, dramatic demolitions in Dunleary was when where the present shopping centre is, Gresham Terrace was cleared, and the blue, the blue uh, fleur-de-lis there is from Gresham Terrace, uh, but they're all from different places. The one beside is from Corrig Avenue, um, the, there's a high up one from, um, um, oh, sorry, I've forgotten now, I think it's fr from Crossway Park, but, so anyway, they're all Victorian, so it does show what a, uh, um, an eclectic range there was of different styles of railing spike. Um, in, in, and there still are, of course, a lot. <clears throat> um, this is a painting, of course, of the 40 foot. Um, also a place that has seen a lot of change. As you may know, years ago it was, of course, gentlemen only. Um, I'm not sure that it was always full of gentlemen, but anyway. Um, slowly it changed and of course we know today it's a very different, um, it's just a regular uh, public bathing place and a very fine place with very lovely water, always deep water there. <clears throat> so this is Scotsman's Bay, a painting from the 19, I don't know when it was, 70s maybe, um, of a Dublin Bay 17-footer. Um, in, in Scotsman's Bay. And uh, this is uh, something that took place in the 1960s, the building of the Kish Lighthouse. It was built in Dunleary Harbour and towed out to the Kish Bank like this. And then when they got it there, they pumped, up, they pumped it up like a telescope uh, into what it is today. Uh, but it was a remarkable piece of engineering and a lot of people remembered seeing it in the harbour uh, off the East Pier at, at um, I think about 1963 or four or sometime like that. So that's what it is like today. Well, obviously not with the strange goings on, but um, uh, again, back to our theme of, sorry. Oh. No, I better just keep going because I don't know what I've done now. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> So yes, I've always been very fascinated by, by decay and, and um, I suppose it's, it, it aid, the process of aging has an interesting, stone looks great when it's aged and I think buildings and other things. So um, it mightn't be very useful, but it's an interesting idea. And this was an old wreck of a trawler in the inner uh, coal harbor. Um, this is another very old Galway hooker that was in the coal harbour. This is one of the first oil paintings that I ever attempted in 1970, so I was pretty um, young at that point, so to make some allowances, I think. <laughs> um, and the coal harbour quay and slipway there, of course. <clears throat> uh, the trawlers, well, again, luckily we still have some trawlers in Dunleary Coal Harbour, um, but the, um, 
you can't buy fish, of course, there anymore. The, the, the fish shop is, is gone. And here, of course, is the old ice house or fish shop. Well, when I say old, it wasn't old at all. It was, it was a concrete <laughs> abomination that hopefully someday might be cleared away or replaced with something more subtle. But um, this painting also shows the beginning of, of what I would call the sort of abuse of the harbour that instead of preserving the harbour intact, they kept starting to fill it in and use it as a dump. And they'd fill in a bit, and it was a dump yard, as you can see there. And, um, and then, of course, more recently turned into a, um, a surface car park. I know there's a need for parking, but it's, it, seems, um, it seems a pity to, um, to lose the, uh, the, the, the the costly reclaimed water space. This is the, the same part of the coal harbour, and it's great to see it so full of uh, fishing boats, which, which it is on, on occasion. Um, the dredgers were another interesting old type of um, vessel that used to appear uh, in, in Dunleary, and um, they were painted a kind of pale blue. They were quite a romantic coal-burning steamships they were really, and their job was to keep the channel deep for the mail boat. So in the winter, all the boats and yachts were brought up into the uh, coal harbour and stored precariously, I always thought, with these um, poles or pieces of timber <laughs> propping them up. <clears throat> So this is the same at night. And then, of course, um, in the 1960s, John Leary was, um, uh, it was identified by the mail boats. And they were black originally and then blue. And um, they came in on the Carlisle Pier. And then they were replaced by the um, first car ferries. And this was a big novel thing, that the idea that you could drive on and off a, a ship instead of being hoisted on and off with a, with a crane. Um, and it really did uh, transform a lot. And then this is the next generation, the St. Columba um, at the uh, Carlisle Pier again. <clears throat> and that lasted right up into the 1990s. Um, the, again, the ferry coming in in a sort of just a sketch of a, a storm of the St. Columba. Yeah. And this is the back of the West Pier, a, um, again, a dump, but uh, strangely enough, a place I used to frequent, I found quite interesting treasures here. Bits of stone, cut, cut stone from the town, and um, old bottles and all sorts of things. Um, so it was, um, and of course, it, we only had one chimney at that point in the ESB. Um, so the harbour was changing, and it did change a lot, especially when the ferry terminal was built. And um, this little harbour called the depot was filled over, filled in. It's still there, actually, but it's just covered over. And I often wonder, and someday in the future, may it be actually opened up again. Um, the photograph was taken by Matt Byrne, who some of you may have known. This is his daughter, Edith, who is still uh, living around. And um, these were the old customs um, sheds and houses for the, for the harbour in the 19th century. 
and you can see there were lots of steps in so little boats could go out. Another very dramatic event in Dunleary was the, the fire at St Michael's Church and of course it was an accidental fire um, I think from work that had been going on with blow lamps and uh, the wind it just took off and it, it, it was very rapidly um, destroyed. Um, photographs of it after the fire actually show that it wasn't really that badly damaged the stone walls and probably if it was if it had happened now the church would have been restored rather than being replaced rather like Longford Cathedral say so but at that time of course it was oh let's go for something new and that's what that's what happened uh, this this head is a head of the angel I think um, Michael, Archangel Michael, and I got it in a scrapyard in Dunleary, and um, the, the, it had been taken there because a scaffolding pole had knocked it off the, its body, and the, um, it was to be soldered back, but certain people got into the yard and stole the body because it was so heavy, but they didn't get the head. <laughs> so, I, so I bought the head from the uh, scrap man and um, he weighed it and he said oh, it'd be very expensive two pounds <laughs> so I said oh, okay so okay. but it's a nice thing um, it's beautifully made I think <clears throat> so this is St Michael's again and another feature of Dunleary then this is Patrick Street and um, the, the yachts particularly the yachts called Dragons they used to be taken out of the water at the end of each season and brought up, dragged up the street to a yard uh, to be fixed, to be, you know, stored for the, for the winter and painted. And uh, this is it under, in this sketch. I mentioned the Adelphi cinema. This, this was the Adelphi. It was sort of 1950s red brick building, but... Um, sort of interesting, maybe it's more interesting in retrospect than it was at the time, but it had a restaurant and uh, lots of, uh, showed good films too, and it used to be a popular thing that kids in Dunleary, one would pay and they'd go down to the fire exit and open the back door and let their friends in. <laughs> so this is the Adelphi site. Um, some of the older families in Dunleary um, like the Rowan trees were very well-known old-time family going right back. They were doctors and they owned this particular house. Um, it's just still, still there. And, uh, but it's very typical Victorian Dunleary with the sort of very elaborate plaster work and an ornament on it. Um, a great friend of mine who, who lived in Dunleary in Corrig Avenue was this gentleman here, Daniel Gilman. And Daniel was a bit of a collector as well. And I would say he inspired and encouraged me a lot to collect. Um, he collected a lot of interesting, again, ironwork and different things. And in fact, a lot of the um, prints that you see in the little reconstructed room upstairs are from his collection. Prince of Dunleary, or K Kingstown, as he would have called it. Um, and in fact, uh, his hat is upstairs as well. I don't know if it's that particular hat, but it, it, it might be. So this was something that he saved 
from Gresham Terrace. The top of Gresham Terrace had a balcony all the way along, so you could go up and look out over the bay. And this was part of the, uh, the balcony. And that was all knocked in about 1974, as far as I know. I suppose the most dramatic demolition in Dunleary was Frascati House in, in uh, Black Rock, um, where Roach's stores wanted to build a new shop. And it went on for 15 years, and the building became worse and worse, until really it was just a complete wreck. Um, but these are two bits of plasterwork that I salvaged from um, Frascati. And you can see by that that it, was, it had very fine rooms and beautiful quality. But of course, it was also the home of Lord Edward Fitzgerald. So his diaries and writings tell us a lot about 1798 and what it was like to live in Black Rock at that time, and um, the general, um, the house, and so on. So this is an imaginary Dunleary house, but it could be a house on George Street. Um, it's a wall hanging. Um, <clears throat> sort of speaks for itself, I think. And here's a house still with us. In um, It was originally Sussex Parade, but became Marine Road or Royal Marine Road. And this arch, I think, is a very nice uh, feature. Um, there are lots of interesting details in the houses in Dunleary, and um, not least the plasterwork. So this is from uh, Glengara Park, now a nursing home, but at this time it was a school, and you can see it's sort of in the Gothic style, and it's, it's um, I think, quite, quite interesting. And of course, we're very lucky. We have the beautiful waterfront yacht clubs, the railway station, and the um, other public buildings like the town hall. But the houses in the district are quite varied, and a lot of them are slightly Italian-looking. Quite often, they had towers. Um, this one was very nearly demolished, only for the fact that the local Antashka intervened. And the owner, the developer, when he built the houses, he agreed to keep the house. And it's still there today. So this is just another Victorian, you know, melange or dream, if you like. And this is a painting that I briefly showed upstairs. Um, it's hanging upstairs. It's a painting of the 1940s. And you, as you can see by the, the costumes and the lamps, but it's, it's, it's a bit garish, but it's very interesting, I think, in its, in its own way. It's a bit like a, a poster for tour, tourism purposes. Uh, this is a sketch painting I did from the roof of, um, well, just actually from the belfry of St. Michael's. But of course, it's pre-Lexicon Library, as you can see, uh, with, uh, with the pond there and the Mariner's Church. And with reference to the Mariner's Church, there is a lot of very nice stained glass windows, like, for instance, this one. Um, in the Mariners, um, well worth going in even just to see that. And of course, they have a lot of interesting artifacts to do with Dunleary itself, uh, models and the, the, the Leinster mailboat, the lifeboat and so on. So this was the pond. Um, believe it or not, the pond here is where the car park is, just out here. 
So we're probably pretty close to it, actually. Um, but this was, began its life as a quarry for works in, in the harbour, and then it became a pond for supplying fresh water to the ships. Uh, there was a pipe going down to near the Carlisle Pier. So this was the old Carnegie Library, and um, it's sitting there still. Fine building, and I think it's waiting for a new lease of life. Hopefully something uh, suitable will, will come. And of course, Dunleary's had a lot of new buildings, and some of them are, I think, very successful, like this one, I think, is the uh, Irish Lights building which is circular and gives a sort of echo of the boys and lighthouses that they um, look after all around the coast. But it's an interesting um, structure, I think, as well. And these are some of the, the boys. Um, and again, there's been some very good conversions. This is a conversion of the old uh, shelter in the People's Park into a, a restaurant. And I think it was very tastefully uh, managed. That's the front part where they've kept the old um, brackets there. Pre pre COVID days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dunleary Main Street has been a sort of it's had a very checkered history, and of course, more laterally, it's been a bit sad and run down. But hopefully, things are are on the up again for it. Uh, while Monkstown Crescent and Glass Thule and Black Rock and Dawkey are thriving, Dunleary has always been sort of a bit left behind, and um, it needs some sort of special attention, I think. These were, this is a sketch of some of the buildings that were cleared when the um, uh, shopping centre was, was built. Uh, a view out a back window of the house that we lived in growing up at the corner of Royal Terrace in um, off Tivoli Road and not far away the um, cottage home which um, we were threatened with if we didn't behave ourselves. <laughs> it, was a, it was an orphanage, but uh, one of three orphanages in Dunleary in fact. Uh, but it's been converted into apartments and um, a terrace has been built at the back and the, the weathercock here is from the cottage home. Uh, I found it in a skip one day uh, going by. Um, it came off a building at the side, but it's a uh, quite interesting sort of Victorian detail. By the way, the, the plaque in the background is the model or maquette for the cast iron plaques that are on the gates at Kalini Hill. When, the, when Kalini Hill became a public park, it was bought by public funds in 1887 and opened to the public, and this was the, the model for the cast iron. The, the roof tile thing, the ridge, is from Christ Church in, in Park Road. The Irish Lights I just mentioned, that's one of their ships in a sketch there. And here are some of their light ships. I already referred to those. So um, I've always been a bit taken with um, the idea of a sort of surreal painting, and um, some people might think it's a bit strange, um, but this is a sort of a, an apparition in Dublin Bay, and fortunately no, no, nobody's on the ship, nothing happened, but it, it's an idea of Dunleary. 
and this is another idea of Dunleary um, in a bath, uh, somewhat anti-clerical, as you can see. Um, and um, interestingly enough, um, I didn't know it at the time, but the Mexican painter Frida Kahlo has painted a picture in a bath of the very same composition. And it's funny to, just to see it, it's interesting. Uh, this is with, with, I suppose, a homage to Stanley Spencer, who painted a, a resurrection at Cookham Graveyard in England. And this is, this is a resurrection at Tully Cross Church in um, Cabinteely, rather an interesting um, old, old site. And another strangely surreal view of a cityscape. And another one again, this is Dunleary um, on a wash day. Um, well, you can see that I've been always very much taken up with things to do with the sea, as well as architecture and that. But um, when I was about 17, I was offered a trip on Irish shipping to do some paintings of ships. And um, I had to actually sign up as a deck cadet and go to sea because they didn't take passengers anymore. And this is one of the sketches from the trip. I was on a ship called the Irish Plain, and we went to West Africa uh, twice to, to get phosphates and stuff. And I was nearly sold in Casablanca <laughs> uh, off the deck of the ship. I was a bit innocent at the age of 17, but I did escape, luckily. Uh, but that's Casablanca, rather a lurid view of it. But, uh, and later I worked on the Irish, um, Irish Continental Line ships, the St. Patrick, which was another um, interesting eye-opener. Um, that, that ship ran from Rosslare to uh, Le Havre. And this is an idea of Le Havre in, in a watercolour. And then again, back to this theme of pollution and so on. Um, um, so this is just uh, an image. I mean, while, I'm, while I complain about pollution, I'm, I quite like the idea of the smoke and the sky and the clouds, and it's an excuse for painting um, a sky, I suppose. But this is the bridge at Dolly Mount going across from Dolly Mount to uh, Bull Island. And it's a wonderful wooden structure. Um, this was a painting that I did a series of, in fact, in Newtown House. Um, there were Italian sort of panels and they'd got damaged by a fire. So these were sort of redone in the style of the, um, you know, the Grand Tour or something. And then I did another one in a house called Neptune, which I know Carol lives nearby. And um, this has been turned into apartments. But at this particular point, it was run by Trinity College as a business school. And um, the paintings were, um, were done specially to fit these plasterwork frames. It's an 18th century house. So this is quite interesting. This is what's now Cherrywood. Um, and um, I know people say Cherrywood is going to be wonderful but I can't see it. I think I prefer it as, the, as, as fields covered in snow like this. Um, but 
okay, I know we have to have buildings and apartments, but um, it does seem very uh, high-rise-ish. And this is a very magical lane that leads from Tully Church up past Lahanstown. This was before the M50 was built. Um, the M50 is actually right through the middle of the picture here. Um, and there's a sort of bridge that takes you across it. So you can still walk, but, but you go across the M50 there. But it's, it's a very much transformed rural place, um, this part of T Tully, or it's what they now call Cherrywood. But then so is everything else in Ireland transformed. So this is a, an idea of Dublin City taking off in a plane early in the morning when you can still see sort of lights, but the dawn just coming up in the, in the distance. Um, I was very lucky to spend a year or a year and a half nearly altogether in Venice, in Italy, and start exhibiting there. And so these were some of the paintings that I produced at that time. And again, you can see they're tied in with architecture and um, certain anti-clerical anti touch again. Um, and then these are similar type of pictures, uh, but back in Ireland, this is a collection of follies and Castletown House in, uh, in Selbridge. This is called Saints and Scholars, and it's really a sort of allegory about Ireland in the 1980s, and you can see a lot of things going on there. Um, the politicians are on the merry-go-round. Well, that's one thing that never changes. <laughs> so this is um, on, a, on a Honda 50 going down the Monkstown Road at night. Uh, it's just a little picture of... Um, based on a memory, I suppose. And this is a house that I lived in, in Monkstown, Montpellier Parade, um, an old sort of, well, early, early 1800s house. And then back to, to Dunleary, the, um, the Carlisle Pier and the, the seafront here, before, of course, this building was put up. And here is looking the opposite direction, out into the, the bay, and here's the, the, well, what was originally called the Queen's Road and then Marine Parade. I don't know if it's still called Marine Parade, but it's um, still more or less the same, I think you could say. <clears throat> so uh, looking down from Kalini, which is a very much iconic view of John Leary, looking from the quarry down over the bay into the, into the harbour and um, similar sort of idea of houses, villa-type houses, and then the Victorian uh, townscape. Maybe a bit depressing, but it's the sort of demise of Georgia and Dublin. We won't linger over that. And uh, this is about Dublin City then, um, the B&I ships, which of course are long gone as well. And then this is um, a bit of fun. This was made out of fabric, a house that uh, we moved into in early 1990s in Dublin, uh, called the Sick and Indigent Roomkeepers uh, building opposite the Olympia Theatre. And it was um, 
very much part of the derelict Dublin then, but bit by bit, things were built around it. Just a picture of the chimneys in a painting there of the ESB chimneys um, in the studio. And this is a, I showed Nelson's pillar earlier on. So this was the spire which replaced Nelson's pillar. Uh, well, it has lots of names, of course. Um, and um, it's called the spire and other monuments. So you can see a smoking bottle there on where, where O'Connell Monument should be. And the Baileys ad is a, a fish again and different things. And then if you look into the river, there's a reflection of Nelson's pillar in the water. So yeah, if, I, if you haven't seen upstairs, the exhibition there is on for another month or so till the end of April. And there's a lot of bits and pieces, like for instance, the, the mask there from a house called the Slopes in Sloperton in Monkstown, it was on the gutter. Um, and I mentioned some of these pictures, some of which came from Daniel's uh, collection. Uh, the clock is, is an interesting clock because it's, it's got, the maker's name is, I forget what it is, but it's Kingstown anyway. So it's an unusual thing to find a clock with the local name um, on it. And I suppose part of the reason for putting that together was to sort of highlight the, the need for a local museum of some sort to tell the story of the county and the town here and the harbour and the lives of people who lived here and the architecture and all the other aspects. Um, and going right back to the story of the Dune, of Dune Lyra, um, the fort of Leary, which is supposed to have been in Dunleary in the fifth century. And these stones are somewhere, but they've disappeared and nobody quite knows where they are. But they were taken out, given from the National Museum for an exhibition in the Maritime Museum and then the last, they were in that exhibition, then they were put into the town hall for storage and they haven't been seen since. So I think they're still buried in the town hall somewhere and let's hope one day they'll surface because they're very much part of the history of the, the town. Or, and lots of things, and I'm sure people here have little mementos that are part of the history of, of, of a place. This is a key a golden key used to open the organ in the Methodist church in Dunleary. And it was belonging to a Mrs. Walker of Fern Hill who allowed me to photograph it. Um, and uh, things like that, there's so many quirky things that have a story to tell. And I'm just ending with this because this, this was the first book I did on Dunleary, which I'm revising at the moment. And then the Sea and Stone is a book that um, I thought I had copies of, but I brought a box that turned out to be full of books about embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I haven't got them, but if anyone's interested, we will have them upstairs at the desk. So on that note, um, I hope you found that of some interest, and if anyone has any questions, I'd be happy to try. <laughs>